When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. If you woke up this morning and had yourself a bratwurst and a beer, then you're in the right place. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro. There's Chris Sinzak. Rockin' Z Deutsch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rockin' Z Deutsch today. Rocktoberfest time. We did it last year. Everybody loved it. We loved it. We had a great time doing it, and we learned a whole lot. This week, we're back again. Yeah, last year was a lot of fun. We played bands such as Scorpions, except Warlock, Ed Guy, Michael yeah. Schenker, Halloween, Gamma Ray, Shameless, Center, and Evidence One. I like to think we all learned a little something special about Ed Guy last year. I think oh, we, man. I think we set off something last year where great Ed man. Guy was really, really popular for a couple of months there. Yeah, they. I went through an awesome a, band. Through a real Ed Guy phase for yeah, a while. Me too. I still listen to him though. Yeah, it's it was it was a lot of fun. So we, it was kind of a no brainer to bring it back this year. Shit, yeah, man, I like it. Rocktoberfest, it, it's good for my German blood. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's Rocktoberfest zwei. Is that how you say it? Eins, eins zwei. Oh, zwei. I, you're asking the wrong zwei. person. I took French. I didn't take German. <laughs> <laughs> I took German. I just know how to know. surrender. <laughs> <laughs> There goes our French listeners. Oui, oui. Hey, listen, you know, we always start out at the top of the show. We talk about iTunes. We talk about going to Amazon through the Decibel Geek link. Mm -hmm. We talk about DecibelGeek.com, letting you know that all the writers and stuff, that's a whole nother world that you can get involved in at DecibelGeek.com. We always talk about these things, but I think sometimes... It's kind of forgotten the Facebook page, you know, because there's a whole lot of great conversation going on on the Facebook page. We just went over 2,500 likes. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it other than, holy shit, we just went over. Yeah, it's fantastic. Who would ever thought that? Yeah, I would totally appreciate it. We love getting the uh, the support we do on social media. Totally. And while we do get some amazing iTunes reviews and we, we get all kinds of cool people helping us out through that Amazon link and all the amazing writers over at decibelgeek.com, uh, plus the people buying t-shirts over there as yep. well. But the Facebook page is something special. That's where everybody gets together and talks and, and puts their minds out there and talking about rock and roll. And we had a pretty cool exchange just not too long ago on the Facebook page. And I just thought instead of doing the iTunes review this week, we could talk about Facebook a little bit. And, you know, Paul Korn was over here with yeah. us just not all that long ago. And it was after that that on the Facebook page, and I know this meant a lot to me when I read it. Oh, and too. I know it hits you pretty hard as well. And I thought it'd be awesome to share it. 
And this is what Paul Korn put on our Facebook page. He says, last weekend, my girlfriend, some media sources report her as my wife. We're both pointing at you, Chris. <laughs> and I had the pleasure of sitting in on a recording of the podcast. Until that point, I'd not given much thought to just what goes into making the show. I just download my favorite hour each week, like the rest of you probably do, listen, and be on my way. After seeing just how much is involved in bringing us the quality episodes we've grown to enjoy, I think that Chris and Aaron deserve some reciprocation from us, the audience. Man, so cool. Yeah. I listen to several podcasts, and many are corporate-sponsored juggernauts that, while they may offer similar subject matter, fail to exhibit even half the heart that the Decibel Geek podcast delivers on a weekly basis. Our hosts are working stiffs like the rest of us. God, is that Boy, true? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> and they do this show for the right reasons. In my opinion, that kind of integrity warrants some support. Being a VIP at any of the offered levels provides that support. Of the estimated 2,500 members, oh, it ain't estimated anymore, baby. Right. It's over that. <laughs> Roughly 12 of us have taken the step to show that we care about the show and want to see it flourish. I know that this number is not indicative. Did I say that right? Yeah. Indicative. Nice. I did it. I nailed it. <laughs> of how we truly enjoy these guys and what they're putting out in the name of rock and roll. I only ask that you consider making an investment in the show to ensure its continuation and growth. In short, I believe in Chris and Aaron. I believe in our sense of community. And I believe in the Decibel Geek podcast. Come be a part of it. Paul Korn. Is that the freaking coolest thing you've ever heard in your life? I truly, truly was touched by it, by that when I read it. Man, I was like, why'd that dude leave so quick? I should have gave him a giant hug before he walked on out of here that I know. day. <laughs> but that's not it. I mean, Rock and Ron Runyon responds to that, and he says, sorry, Paul Korn, I didn't even see this until just now, and I say, amen, brother. I support Chris Aaron and the Decibel Geek Podcast 100%, and I can't even imagine how they can get the time to put out these great episodes week after week, let alone, in my opinion, the best podcast out there. How anyone can listen to this awesome hour plus of entertainment every week and not realize it needs to continue $20 a month to be included in this great DBG VIP group and be a supporter of helping to make this even bigger and better is an awesome value. But to also include all the extra VIP episodes every week, a shirt, and all kinds of surprises. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got prizes coming. Makes this investment a no-brainer. Everyone needs to support the greatest podcast in the world. He said it, not me. Keep <laughs> rocking. And that's what Rock and Ron Runyon says. How cool is that? Truly honored to have uh, listeners like that. You know what? No more commercials for the rest of the episode. Okay. We can talk a little bit about Amazon later on, but that's yeah. it. In short, Holy we, shit. we rule, and you need to give us some money. <laughs> no, honestly. Honestly, I really appreciate the support. And yeah, man. How too. awesome is that? You know, these guys are VIPs. They know what's going on. They're getting the Chris and Aaron show. They're getting the verses. They're getting the, the inside word. Like, we've got stuff coming up that these guys know about mm -hmm. that the rest of you that aren't VIPs have no idea. That's true. You're just going to be surprised we later. Sort of 
brainstorm with them. Yeah, we do. We include them in our discussions yep. and, you know, it's stuff like that. And the cool thing is that you guys maybe don't realize is there is a group on Facebook. Talking about Facebook, we got our own group yep. that is only open to the VIPs. That's right. And that's where the real conversation's going on. A lot of fun. Like Paul Korn says, come be a part of it. Absolutely. You're invited. You ready for Rocktoberfest? Yes. I got my beer. I got my bratwurst. I'm ready to rock and roll. Who's going first? Yeah, I got my Wiener Stitzel right now. Oh, we got to do Geeks of the Week real quick. Oh, God. How can we forget Geeks of the Week? <laughs> These are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. Everything's so exciting this week. Last it's amazing. week's uh, Who's That Drummer episode, which went over really well. Uh, geeks of the Week this week are Dennis Gamez, Wally Norton, The God of Thunder, Alan Tate, Miguel Nunez, PJ Brown, Robin Bennett, Matt Ashcraft, Kevin Williams, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Brad Calmanson, Brent Walter, Trevor McDougall, Joe Lascon, Andrew Jacobs, Greg McGlone, Ian Wadley of Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Anthony Espin, Ufano, Christopher Williams from Accept. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Wayne Cross, Michael Bartley, Baco, Billy Hardaway, Rich Dillon, Joey Vancieri, Chad Pollock, Jay Finhouse, Derek Novak, Ernesto Aguiar, Daniel Chaput, Jay Motown, Drummer, Billy Hardcore, Stealth, Mikel Burrell, Hoops, Jody Havnot from the Strange Ways Podcast. Shit, yeah. Pep Pep, Jesus Chrysler, Adam Cox, Shane Stuckless, Half Ace, Jason Wood, and Nick Rose. Very cool. A list of our very favorite people. Hey, Baco's been writing some amazing articles. Yes. Rich as well. All that stuff's going on at DecibelGeek.com. You know, check out Cobras and Fire Podcast. Yep. They're our sweet little babies. Our bastard children. We love them. We want you to love them too. Check them out. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Yeah. You're good buddies with them. They, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be on them cool shows like you? You should go on them. They don't like me. Oh, no. Ian loves you. They don't like me, man. They just say that. <laughs> I love all these other podcasts. Congratulations to BJ Kahuna with on 100. 100 episodes. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, love it. So we'll get into Feeling good. some German stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. All right. So I'm going first. This is going to be heavy and awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to start off on a heavy note. This was one that uh, a number of people said the last time that we, we should have played that we didn't and it's a band called blind guardian yeah they're very important very and uh, they were formed in krefeld germany in 1984 listed as power metal progressive metal symphonic metal speed metal and thrash metal they can do it all hugely influential over the power and speed metal genre yeah these the guys 80s. been doing it for a while long time most of their lyrics are inspired by fantasy authors such as J.R.R. tolkien and stephen king this song comes from 1995's Imaginations from the Other Side. It's a song called I'm Alive.
they got it going on. They do, and they've been around for so long, but they still sound fresh with all their stuff, man. I think that's from the 90s, but it could come out today and still sound the same. Yeah, I like it. You, you know, you're going to find a lot of this this orchestral, symphonic, crazy stuff going on in Germany that love that they stuff love over there. Stu- yeah, they do. Here's another one. This is one of the great metal bands that rose out of Deutschland in the 1980s, about the same time that bands like the Scorpions, Halloween, and Grim Reaper were getting popular. The original name of the band was Avenger, and they even had that name for some of their early releases. There was a more established band in the UK using that name, so they changed it to Furious Rage, and then simply to Rage. Man, that's the perfect metal name. That's pretty metal. That's real metal. As, as far as aggressive metal band goes, it doesn't get much better than Rage. Sounds like a country band. But... <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Since 1985, these guys have released 22 studio albums. Wow. How many of you not heard of Rage? 22. 22. <laughs> and uh, including in there a couple of those symphonic metal albums featuring music written by a classical composer and actual symphony orchestras as backing bands. Wow. Crazy. It was so hard to pick one song, man. It's a massive catalog. 22 albums? I don't know, man. I just was trying to find some new stuff I never heard of before. I can't believe I've never heard of this band. So here's one for you. If you're a huge fan of Rage, I don't know if this is going to be an album that you think I should have picked from or not, or if this is a great representation. All I know is that I liked it. So from 2001, the album's called Welcome to the Other Side. This is Rage with Straight to Hell.
much. Good stuff. It's awesome. Three-piece band from North Rhine slash Westphalia area in Deutschland. They got an awesome mascot. Gonna have to make a trip over to Germany just to find all these places. They got so much of it's foreign to me. You ever see any of their album covers? No. Wait, what was that? I said so, there's so much of this is foreign to me. Pun oh, intended. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> their album covers have got like. Have you ever seen like Trap Jaw from He Man? Yeah. All right. Imagine like Trap Jaw, but he's like a skeleton, a skull head, and the jaws are really scary. Wow. It's like what Trap Jaw should have been. Cool. It's fucking awesome. Their covers are just amazing. I'll have to check into that. And I'm sure there's their whole catalog's probably available on Amazon. 22 albums. All right, so another. Least. I'm going to pick a band that uh, has been around in one form or another since 1972. Founded in Ingolstadt, Germany by a guy named Hans Ziller. The band I'm talking about is Bonfire. Oh, yeah. We played, what, a cover of their... They did a cover song mm-hmm. or something? I know we've played some Bonfire before. Yeah. And they also... Well, for Kiss fans, are famous for doing the song Sword and Stone. That's they took right. The Paul Stanley had written. That's right. They Maybe that's it what it was. a finished song. Um, but they, the, they didn't get the name Bonfire till 1986, but they were originally called Cacumen, and the members just changed the name because of the advice of the record company and management. What the fuck is Cacumen? That was, that was the advice. So glad they were you saying. asked. <laughs> the name of the group was taken from a school test that Hans had done, and it translates from Latin as the top of a mountain. Ah. So the record company's probably like, we don't want people to have to look up Latin dictionaries to find out right. what your band is called. Yeah. So no, they changed their name weird. from Cacumen to Bonfire. A lot catchier. Yeah, a lot. A lot easier to remember and probably spell. Yeah, and they've been around for quite a while and uh, still putting out great music. And I'm going to play something off their new album that came out this year, an album called Glorious, which has been reviewed on the Decibel Geek website. And this this version of Bonfire features vocalist David Reese, who also uh, sang for Accept for a little while. Oh, wow. This is one from that called 21 Gun Salute. Freedom of the world Playing 
Acumen. <laughs> 21 Gun Salute. The top of the mountain. The artist formerly known as Cacumen. Uh, right. That's Bonfire. Bonfire's awesome, man. They've yeah. put out so much good music over the years. Really good uh, hard rock band. I like them. Well, as we kind of talked about last time, because, of course, the first time we did Rocktoberfest, it was all the bands that you would think of right off the bat. And, of course, you talk about Scorpions. And as everybody knows, it was no overnight success for the Scorps. By 1979, they'd been around for over a decade and released five full-length studio albums. Popular enough to keep touring and making albums, but not superstars by any means. Mm-hmm. Uli John Roth had been the lead guitarist since he replaced Michael Schenker. Uh-huh. See, I'm getting better after all these years. Mid-tour in 1973 and melded new Scorpions from them and members of his own band, Dawn Road. Even though they had struggled for a long time, they were creating amazing rock music. But no hit singles back then meant no big money, you know, so they're kind of struggling. The band wanted to alter their sound to nail a hit single, but Roth wanted to stay the course with the raw, bluesy rock that they'd become known for. Mm -hmm. The Scorpions would go on to hire Matthias Jabs and release Love Drive and get plenty of hit singles throughout the 80s. Oh, God, so many. Uli John Roth would leave the Scorpions but he would not leave behind that bluesy rock raw sound that he was known for. And uh, he formed a new band called Electric Sun. From their debut album in 1979 called Earthquake, this is a tune called Sun Down.
Then that album really flew under the radar at that time. Yeah, I'm surprised, you know, because, like, the Scorpions really took off, and he, you know, yeah, he's only really known for the Scorpions. I mean, of course, obviously, there's a lot of fans of his stuff. I mean, he invented that strange-looking slash awesome-sounding six-octave sky guitar he's known for, yep. you know, that weird-looking guitar. And uh, he would release three albums as Electric Sun, then disband it in 86. Mm-hmm. He's written four symphonies. And two concertos. Concertos. I don't know what the difference is, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm just too much of a dumb rock and roller. And he was a performer in the 1998 G3 tour along oh, with yeah. Michael Schenker and Joe Satriani. That must have been awesome. It's a guitar nerd's dream. This guy, he also loves to combine the rock guitar along with the orchestra yep. music. He's done a bunch of that stuff. So, you know, he's very well known on his own. Probably here in the States, known mostly for being in the Scorpions. And every, and everybody knows who the Scorpions are. Yeah, he's an incredible guitar player. Check it out, UliJohnRoth.com. And check out what he's got going on nowadays. Some, some pretty crazy stuff. There's something he was working on, like sky of avatar or something like that it's something trippy where it's like it's like the music oh man it's it's hard to explain fantasy it's like a play oh really like a play set to music where there's like you don't get a singer but you get all these different people Mm -hmm. that are reading their lines back to you now to me like a musical you know that's odd wow crazy uli john raw maybe a little too highbrow for me i don't know know. it's it's way over my head (laughs) well that was from 1979 i'm gonna my next pick uh comes from a band that was just formed in 2008 so they're relatively new this is a band called voodoo circle and i'd never heard of this band this is one i just found doing research looking through german metal bands and rock bands that's cool i've never heard of this either they're a project of silent force guitarist alex bayrot who's currently also playing with the band's primal fear and center we both know who those guys are Mm -hmm. Um, he had the idea to rethink his personal vision of music making songs more based on his early influences such as white snaking vey malmstein deep purple and rainbow after the debut album called Alex Bayrot's Voodoo Circle, the project became a collaborative band and currently is composed of Alex, 
together with vocalist David Redman from Pink Cream 69. Hey, I know them. Yeah, bassist Matt Center, uh, who was in Primal Fear and Center with him and Silent Force, and keyboardist Alessandro Del Vecchio, who was in Hardline, and drummer Tim Husung. The, yeah, this is like a German supergroup. Yeah, I know. The band's released four studio albums, and this track comes from 2011's Broken Heart Syndrome. It's a song called No Solution Blues.
that's pretty freaking awesome right pretty there. Pretty cool. I'm I gonna, like that. I'm going to listen to more of their stuff because I think there's a lot of promise in that stuff. You know, I got a feeling I'm not the only one, but I like it when I check out the Decibel Geek podcast and learn about new bands I never knew about totally. before. Thanks, that's, Chris. That's half the fun of doing the show. You know what the other fun is? Hmm. Finding out what people bought through the Amazon link. We got, I know, some good stuff in there. Yeah. This, uh, this is uh, some of the notable purchases from the last seven days on in the Amazon link. Just go I want to see if you get mine. Go to decibelgeek.com. I bought and, uh, something through the, the Decibel banner. Geek link, man. You did? Well, let's, was it music related? Uh-huh. Okay. The V7 Space Saving Ergonomic Spill Resistant USB Numeric keypad, keypad for Windows Desktop PC Notebook Laptop. That sounds fantastic, but it's not what I bought. But I appreciate them buying it. Yeah. Uh, Tascam closeback stylish headphones were bought. Cool. Full-size, two-inch thick, ultra-premium, visco-elastic memory foam bed topper was bought. Wow. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds Uh, cool. uh, Some Kinex Kiss buildable figures, Series 1, were bought. Oh, nice. Yeah. So some toys were bought. And That's then, very cool. Kiss toys. So for the music that was bought, Junkyard, the Faded slash The River, and the self-titled yeah, albums were bought. Yeah, that's cool, man. Faded, is that's there's some new Junkyard. Brand oh, yeah. new stuff. I've, Just come I've out. heard from a few listeners that I should check out that, that album. Metal Mike from Instagram told me, sent me something. Yeah. It's I heard one song, that song Faded. It's freaking awesome. Sounds just like the old school stuff. Cool. I love that band. Uh, Wasp, The Headless Children, and Golgotha was bought. Sweet. Little old, little new. The Montrose self-titled album was bought. That's cool. That's a, you got to have that one. Um, Tesla, Times Making Changes, The Best of Tesla was purchased. There's a lot of good songs by Tesla. The new Striper album, Fallen, was purchased. Yeah? Have you heard that yet? I have. I heard like two tracks, and I've liked what I've heard, but I haven't yeah. heard the whole thing yet. I remember that last album blew me away. I oh, yeah. This, this one's one along is. the same lines. Sweet. And then uh, finally, Ugly Kid Joe, Uglier Than They Used To Be was purchased. Nice. So was your was one of yours no. on there? Oh, which one did I got you Grim be? Reaper. See you, uh, see you in hell. I, I don't think it's come up on the list yet. Uh, so okay. sometimes it takes a day or two. That's a good I'll purchase, I'll be watching. Though. Cool. Well, I'll read it next week. Okay. You better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we're ready to get next? back to the uh, German rock here? Yes. It's Rocktoberfest. We're having a good time. But let's, let's just get off subject for just a moment. Okay. When we talk about albums like Motley Crue 94, it's one of those things that's kind of always said, they should change the name of the band. Right. You know, everybody says that. We all say that. What if every band did that? What if the Van Halen brothers decided to call the band something else when Dave left? Like, that was that. It could go back to being you know, Mammoth. This is this. Yeah, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Call it Eruption. You know, whatever they wanted to call it. Something different because it's a different thing. Right. You know, it's a different band. What if Tony Iommi would have dropped the Black Sabbath name when Ozzy left? He wanted to. I bet you in retrospect <laughs> he wish he had. You know, <laughs> the record company wouldn't let him. What if Deep Purple was actually like fifteen different bands? <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah. See where I'm going with this? What if when Ace Frehley left Kiss, they would have taken off the makeup and also announced that they would no longer be known as Kiss? What is something else? Smooch. Lick. Ugh. <laughs> that's a creepy name. But imagine how much more important the reunion would have been then. Well, that's true. If they would have became a totally different band. You know, it's it's kind of like, uh, it's an implied integrity that bands should do this, but none of them really do, do they? Right. No, I don't think so. Most of the time, they, the name is a marketable thing, so you keep it. Let me tell you about the German metal band gravestone okay they were formed in 1975 as heights corper but when they changed the lineup including the addition of vocalist birdie majdan they changed the name of the band to oregon like the state state yeah oregon then in 1977 they went through another member overhaul 
and added guitarist Wolfgang Ritter and became way too heavy to be known as Oregon. <laughs> and so they changed their name to Graveyard. Okay. So every time they've got they like a lineup change, they change their name. They become a different band. It's bad marketing. Yeah, but it's still pretty <laughs> damn cool because Gravestone came out with some pretty awesome stuff. And this is another band I'm kind of surprised that more people don't talk about when they talk about this era of metal. Let's change it. So let's change that. Right now from 1986, this was their final album before they disbanded. This is Gravestone, and the tune's called Masters of the Earth.
That was Oregon. No, that was Gravestone. Oh, was Gravestone. All right, so I get, get my names confused. You know, I never really knew much about Gravestone. You ever heard of them before? Mm-mm. Till I, totally new to me. Yeah, until I started researching this, and I'm surprised they're not more revered as part of that European metal uprising of the 80s because they had some really good stuff. They released five albums between 1979 and 1986. Then in the late 80s, they experienced another change-up. So they changed their name to 48 Crash. 48 Crash. They became a different band. Wow. See? The most, are they still around? If they are, there's who knows what their name is. And now they're called Metallica. No. <laughs> <laughs> now that's pretty cool though, huh? They got that's like the metal band with the most integrity in the whole freaking oh, world, right? For sure. Yeah, they definitely want to stick by the lineup that had a certain name. That's for I sure. love that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's unusual. It's good stuff, though. I want to check music. out some of that 48 Crash, too. We'll have to post links to all six different bands or something. <laughs> I'm going to make my, my show notes that much harder to do. <laughs> Shit. Well, at least we're not doing the 15 different versions of Deep Purple. That's true. <laughs> Imagine them changing that every time. Wow. That'd be fun, too, though. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play something a little different here um, for my next one, because it's really been hard rock and metal, mostly. Okay, so I'm going to do something a little different on this one. This is, uh, it's been really hard rock and metal centric so far, but I'm going to play something that's a little bit more bluesier. Okay. It's still rock, though, but this is a band called Zodiac that I discovered. They were formed in Munster, Germany in 2010 by singer guitarist Nick Van Delft and long distance calling drummer Janos Rathmer. The band's heavily influenced by rock and blues music from the 70s and adds the theme and style of their own music. As of 2015, they've made three studio albums. That's cool. So this is some newer German rock. Yeah, I really like, but it's got a definite old school feel. Right on. This track comes from their 2014 release, Sonic Child, and this is Zodiac with a tune called Holding On.
I dig it. Yeah, it makes me want to get some bell bottoms out and uh, eat some Wiener schnitzel. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Last time we celebrated Rocktoberfest, we spoke at length about the awesomeness of Halloween, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. We also covered the split of longtime vocalist Michael Kiske in 1993 and his replacement Andy Darris. Over the past 20-plus years and 10 studio albums, Darius has solidified his place as the Halloween frontman. What we didn't get to cover the first time was where Andy Darius came from, because his work with the band Pink Cream 69 was what got him on Halloween's radar to begin with. Yeah. Right? You mentioned these guys a little earlier. PC69 as their friends call them, (laughs) was formed in southwest Germany in 1987. And in 1989, they released their self-titled debut. Here's a little taste of that. I think you're going to dig this a lot. It's, It's kind of a throwback to some good old Van Halen. If they were German, Pink Cream 69 right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. And this one's called Party Maker.
See, that's good party rock and roll right there from Germany. I've I've heard good things about this band. I'm going to have to listen to more of their stuff. It's pretty cool. I dig it. They managed to release three albums before Andy Darris leaves to join Halloween. And uh, PC69 carries on with a new lead vocalist named David Reedman. And they've released eight studio albums since Darris left, including 2013's Ceremonial. Check out some of that stuff, too, because it's really cool. Mm. Pinkcream69.de. Yep. I guess that's how it works in Germany. And, of course, it's all on Amazon. Hit it up through the link at decibelgeek.com. Fantastic music. Highly recommended. I think you dig it. Yeah, I want to listen to more of them for sure. All right, I've got one more to play, and uh, I'm going to go out on a pretty heavy note here. Yeah, let's let's rock this sucker <laughs> out, man. Let's make Germany proud. And this is another band that's been around for quite a while. This is a band that's been around, uh, well, they formed in Gladbeck, Germany in 1980. And this is a band called Gravedigger. Yeah. Their debut album, Heavy Metal Breakdown, was released in 1984. I almost played something off of that, but I wanted to play something off their new album. But of note, interesting about band names changing and stuff, they changed their name to Digger in 1987 and attempted to adapt to more of a Bon Jovi sound. Huh. It was very unsuccessful. And by the end of the year, they broke up. See, but then at least they were able to become Gravedigger yeah. again and return to Heavy. They'd be like, that, no, no, no. Yeah. That was a different band. They gave it a shot. It didn't work. And then they, they, <laughs> they reformed in 91 and released The Reaper in 93. And they've released 12 albums since then, including this one, 2014's Return of the Reaper. Oh, no, he's back. And this is a song called Death Smiles at All of Us.
Gravedigger from 2014. That's heavy as hell. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah, and that was suggested by one of our VIPs. Rock on in Germany. You guys have given us some amazing bands over the years. I hope everybody in all our other countries can stop for a moment. It is Oktoberfest in around here. That's Rocktoberfest. Mm-hmm. We're so proud to be able to come back and do this twice. At first, I was like, geez, you know, I hope there's enough bands to do a part two. Mm-hmm. But the more research you do, the more you realize there's even more. Oh, yeah. And even more. So this this can be a yearly tradition. Absolutely. I'd have no problem with it. So we want to rock it out heavy. We're going to do it right. If you want to talk about the big four of thrash metal and you want to talk about it in Germany, they're probably not going to talk about Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, or Anthrax. But they are definitely going to rave about Creator. Oh, yeah. We're going to get heavy. While thrash was in the rise in the U.S., Germany had their own crop of thrash rock rising up of their own. Bands like Creator, Destruction, Tankard, Sodom, and others who, like their American counterparts, were influenced by the new wave of British heavy metal and wanted to take that metal to a new extreme. Creator. Oh, yeah, most definitely. If you love the big four of thrash metal as we know it, then you've got to give bands like Gravedigger and bands like Rage and bands like Creator their due. Creator, these guys have been around for a long time, long have time. had some of the most awesome album covers, yeah. some of the most kick-ass t-shirts, mm-hmm. and are just an all-around great thrash metal band. The Creator song I picked today is the perfect example of that. Creator has released 13 albums over the years, but this one comes from way back in 1988 off an EP called Out of the Dark, Into the Light, and this one's called Lambs to Slaughter.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 